Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Okay. Here we go. Got a little echo in the ear, Robert. How about now? Let's try it again. Oh, now we're rocking. There we go. Got you. Well, see, we could iron this out because we're a minute early anyway, baby. Congratulations, Albuquerque. You get an extra minute of the boys on this beautiful fall Friday. I'm Van Nunley, a.k.a. The Phoenix. <laughs> Rose from the ashes of the Corvids. No, you sound so much better today. Flexing on them. Yeah. I got a little... uh southern 40 year old smoker in my voice but uh i'm feeling a lot better i'm up to the task this time as wasn't the case tuesday yeah because <laughs> <laughs> uh if we had if we had a like an objective vote from the friends of the show they might tell you except for a couple really high water marks a couple great segments Tuesday was not my best work, and I'm sorry you had to sit through that, Robert, but I'm back. I'm feeling good. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, Nice Sports Animal. It's a Fredless Friday, Albuquerque. Congratulations, by the way. <laughs> World Series starts tonight. I know you're happy. Just let it out, man. I know Boy, you're happy. I I am so happy. I am so excited. I'm really sad this is going to be such a short World Series. <laughs> Only four games. That's all they're going to need. Phillies, but still, you, you it's going to be great baseball. You don't have the Phillies winning one game. No, I got the Astros in three. Yeah, I, I got the Astros <laughs> as soon as they said who they were going to play in the World Series. Man. The lovely voice you're hearing right there, Albuquerque, is one Robert Buck D. Gibson. He avoided me for a couple days. Smart guy. Yep. He didn't get the Corvids like I did. He is healthy. He is happy. He is safe. And he is at KML Studios taking your calls, pushing the buttons, taking us to these politically charged commercials, and having a lot of fun with us all day. You got a full program today, Albuquerque. Two men on. All the way up until 7. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. I'll double yes. check, but I looked earlier and it looks like we are. But I'll double check just to make sure. And oh my goodness, thank you to the friends of the show. The texts and emails are pouring in. Uh, I am well. I am out of the doldrums of my second experience with COVID. First one was a little harsher. This one was no breeze. But your boy's back. couple more days. I'll be back to my fighting spirit, back to my fighting weight. But I'm feeling good today. I'm in the party with you for these first three hours. I might be a little distracted in the last hour, not going to lie, as the World Series does start tonight. And as you all well know, 
besides Mattress Mac, I am the number one Astros fan in the history of the universe. Not only am I a big fan of cheating, I was also born and raised right outside of Houston, Texas. So I'm just a kid in a candy store tonight. I was actually thinking about hopping on a plane and go seeing some friends and family in Houston, Texas tomorrow and catching game two. But despite Texas' relaxed attitudes on the COVID virus, I'm going to skip out on that. I'm going to stay right here, quarantine in my house, so I don't get anyone else sick because, um, contrary to popular belief, I believe in science. And despite my hot takes on sports, I am a reasonable person. Yeah, bro, you got to chill. You got to get better. <laughs> Dude, I've been sleeping like 10 or 12 hours a day the last three days. Oh, get some more in, man. Make sure this I'm is gonna. out the system, bro. I'm gonna. We don't want another. We don't need a third strike against you. A lot of please, <laughs> please. <laughs> How was the last couple days without me, man? You, you and Fred hold it down. Yeah, we've been holding it down, man. Uh, I don't know if you. Well, you've been listening. You know, a lot of people. Yeah, man, I caught. I caught yeah. a good portion of both shows. You've been listening. People are trying to figure out what we're going to be for Halloween Monday at Howie's. Nobody's oh, guessed man. yet. No one's guessed just yet. Well, I'll, I'll give you a hint, Albuquerque, and it's not much of a hint. But until I was told who they are, <laughs> and until I Googled it, I have never heard of these dudes before. But let me tell you, it is a dead ringer for the three of us, and it is absolutely perfect. I think that's a big-time clue. If anyone who, who, who listens to us, you just gave them a huge clue. Because you so. have no idea who they are. That's, that's a big clue. Yes. And if you listen in to... The majority of me and Fred's um, arguments about sports entertainment, you'll know what we're referring to. But hopefully I get two straight <clears throat> negative tests tomorrow and Sunday, and I'll be right as rain on Monday to rage at the page yeah. on Halloween. So hopefully either Saturday and Sunday or Sunday and Monday, I get back-to-back -back negative tests, and we're ready to go out. Um Let's see here. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Tomorrow will be day five. Yeah. So by CDC guidelines, Sunday, I can start going out into the public mm -hmm. with a quality mask was the latest round of recommendations. Oh, so you're going to get the, the real heavy duty. I can't remember the, what is it, C3PO, whatever mask? Yeah, C3PO mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I prefer the R2-D2, but the C-3PO is what the CDC suggests. The R2-D2 is just a little bit more comfortable over yeah. my ears. Yeah, there you go. But for the sake of my community and not to accidentally toxicize somebody like I am right now, I am going to wait to get two consecutive days of negative test before I go back out into the community. And I suggest you take those common moral love your community guidelines as well. Um, it's been a couple rough days. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I bet. The man. regular the regular cold symptoms were pretty harsh, but the fatigue. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm just perpetually tired. And unless one of my stories are on, like one of my stories. Yeah. You're on, out. On the, net, on the Netflix or the Amazons. If one of those aren't on. I need to be on my feet. I need to be doing something uh, with my hands. I need to have a microphone in my face. 
I suck at sitting down and doing nothing, but my body has bombarding me with, hey, idiot, lay down, do nothing. Well, that's what you need, though, because think about it. Like, we were talking about this yesterday. You know, a lot of people just feel like, hey, they turn on the radio and they talk. It's a lot that goes into this. And then, you know, there's a lot of um, rubbing elbows and doing community work. So you've been doing a lot. We've been doing a lot. So this is your body just basically saying, chill out. Yeah, chill out, man. Chill out. Take, chill take out. advantage of it. Because once you're back, you know, you know how it is. It's going to hit the ground running. Oh, for sure. And we go hard, as yep. you know, as Albuquerque and surrounding areas community knows. Our boots are on the ground all day, every day, trying to do our best for this station, trying to do our best for this community, and trying to do our best for all of our awesome partners and sponsors we have out in the community. And you know we go hard, and we're not going to stop anytime soon. I missed the segment, but I saw it on the Internet. <laughs> you had your first McRib? Yeah, man. Fred surprised me. Came in last minute. I was I was about to text him. I was getting a little nervous. It was like two minutes before we were going on air. I was like, <laughs> where in the world is Fred? But he was in the building being slick. He had he had two um McDonald's bags, McRib meals, and then he just drops it in here, you know, goes across the window, gets on the bike. I know you never ate a McRib. We're going to do it on air. <laughs> so I had no time to prepare or anything like that. No welcome to the program. Nothing. No love No love for the partners and sponsors. Just straight to the McRib. Straight to the McRib. That's it. Oh, my goodness. So, okay, I want you to walk me through it again. I'm sorry we got to do this again, Albuquerque, but I wasn't present, so I'm going to yeah. live vicariously through Robert. Yeah. What was that first bite like? Okay, first of all, the thing was piping hot. It was That's steaming. Impressive. It was steaming. Um, when I opened it, it was just barbecue sauce everywhere. The smell. I opened the bun to just see what it looked like. It was a pile. It was two pickles, a pile of onions, just sitting in the middle of it. So I was just like, "Man, it's gonna be horrible. This is gonna be bad." You know, it's got the little bone indentions, but it's fake it's, bones. It's still meat. Yeah. <laughs> so I took the first bite, and I went straight to heaven. Bruh, I'm with it. And and I, I got to tell you, I've had two more since then. <laughs> Shut up. Well, someone bought one for me because they heard it. It's like, you got to have another one just to make sure. And then I got another one on my own. God, that's hilarious. It's very good. I, did, I had no clue. You know, I don't I – haven't, I haven't had one in over a decade, obviously, because your boy's been veggie. Yeah. Uh, win in Rome veggie. I'll have I'll have some meat if my homie harvests a deer or an elk, or I'll have some meat if I'm on vacation and I got to try the local delicacy. But my day to day is veggie. I'm sure you've heard on this show throughout its inception. But I would have probably four bites of a McRib and be cool with it. <laughs> just, what, four bites? Just that's, for the that's the whole thing. The, are, are they small now? That, well, I don't know. They were small to me. Unless it I got like... big hands and a big mouth. Oh, I know my mouth are big. It's oh, big. that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> I took like three bites and it was over with. I'm putting I'm putting my thumbs together and my middle fingers together, and I think a McRib's a tiny bit bigger than that. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, you're right. Okay. All right, man. That's more than four bites. Back to your big mouth, there, anyways. Hey, there you go. Now you're talking. 
You got any? You got any shows this weekend? You working? No, this weekend. You know, it's the calm before the storm. I just got back from Tempe Improv. Uh, this weekend, it's all about my daughter. You know, uh, since we're going to be at Howie's for Halloween, I take care of her the night before, the day before. Bunch of trunk or treats that Sunday. So, nice. That's, that's what I'll be up to this weekend. Man, I am bummed. I did. I did a test today. I, I'm still toxic. I still got the corvids running through me. Mm-hmm. I was hoping I'd have two negatives before Saturday because even at 40, I love Halloween, man. Yeah, it's the best, isn't it? I love a new goofy costume every year. I love going out with the boys and having a good time and seeing, you know, what political statements there are that people are wearing, like what pop culture references people are dressing up as. And the scantily clad woo girls are always fun, too. (laughs) Somebody calls it lingerie day now. Lingerie day? I've been seeing that floating around the internet. Okay. I'm not going to describe that in Mm. any kind of locker room nomenclature. Nope. At all. leave it to your imagination. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm bummed I'm going to miss Halloween this year. I'm bummed I'm not going to Houston for the World Series. If it's not a sweep like I predict, I might go back to Houston the following weekend to catch either game six or seven. Um, I don't want it to go that far mm-hmm. for my nerves, but um, if it does, your boy will most likely be there. Uh, bummed I'm missing out on Halloween. Fingers crossed we're going to be raging at the page on Monday. Uh, we got a great show for you today, Albuquerque. A lot of sports and sports-adjacent talk. Uh, obviously talking World Series, obviously talking NFL. Uh, we got a Tom Brady out on the loose, Kanye and Kyrie our spirit animals with each other. NBA wants to impose a salary cap. Uh, Ben Simmons set a personal record. Cooper Cup is on that grass. Uh, We got some Colts talk. We got some Cowboys talk. And we got a little uh, Astros and sports adjacent talk. Going to be a great program for you today. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Cowell Banker Legacy Studio. Mobile studio today as Van is still quarantined at home. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA, and we eat lunch and get a milkshake to go. At least that's my way I do it at the 66 Diner. Monday's for the boys. Monday night football at Howie's. And weekends are for the Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Uh-huh. Welcome back, Duke City. Happy Friday. Van Nunley here, hitting you with your hot, 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 hot takes all day. Robert Butt D. Gibson behind the glass, taking the calls, pushing the buttons, 505-246-0610. On a Fredless Friday, we'll open up the Sports Animal Hotline, 505-246-0610. Sports Animal text line, same number, made it easy for you. You're welcome. Welcome back to the program. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the Sports Animal. So we got another guest on the costumes, Uh and you guys are going as the elite. Hmm. Is that correct? That's not the name, is that's, it? That's not it, but it's a, 
Very good guess. Okay. You're on to something out there. Very good guess. Shout out to Chris. We don't have to go too far into it, Robert, but can you remember the worst day of your life? Oh, man. Very vividly. And Very I vividly. do not want to go into it. <laughs> okay, we will not go into it, but you can just immediately, specifically draw on that moment, right? Exactly. Okay. I'm pretty sure I've had a lot more horrible experiences than the average person. So I got like a handful of worst day of my life, mm -hmm. depending on which one pops into my head first. Right. But I can conjure a couple really bad ones mm -hmm. really easy. Uh, I think yesterday was the worst day in Tom Brady's life. I have to agree. For the first time in his professional career, he goes two games under 500. And he has to sign his divorce papers. Yeah. Today, news came out by basically every media outlet in the history of the universe. I got my news from um, Al Jazeera Cleveland. That's what came in first <laughs> on, my, on my push notifications. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Tom Brady and Giselle Budinchen are officially divorced now. And uh, it's crazy that it happened this morning because after the football game, and I was trying to get myself up and walk around and not be a just a lazy slump of a couch potato and fight this COVID face-to-face, knuckle-to-knuckle. Mm -hmm. So I was up and about trying to do stuff during the football game. When the football game was over, I threw on that... Um, Angels and Demons Victoria's Secret documentary about Les Wexner and Jeremy Epstein and mm -hmm. the rise of Victoria's Secret and Giselle was all over that thing and woke up this morning to news that they had officially divorced. The paperwork has been entered into court. Mm -hmm. And Tom Brady, while he didn't perform that bad on the field, lost another one in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are now three and five, two games under 500. And Tom Brady, for the first time in his career, is two games under 500. Is that insane to say out loud? It really is. It really is. But I, I see this as a silver lining, Van. It's about to be one of the best redemption stories ever. Like he doesn't have enough of them already? Here's I, another I, one? Exactly. This is his whole career. This Tom is, Brady is the DJ Khaled yes. of redemption stories. Another one. This is, another one. This is, this is what's going to happen. We're not looking at it that way. Like you said, his whole career has been redemption after redemption after redemption. I think this is the ultimate one. It's the setup. I'm not buying it. <clears throat> he doesn't suck. Not at all. He said he will play until he sucks. Uh, except for being a little molasses-footed in the pocket, which he has always been. Yep. He looked like Tom Brady last night mm -hmm. for maybe the first or second time this year. 
All right, we can't say it out loud. Uh-oh. We got we're not going we're not going to spoil, but whoever guessed last, congratulations, you are correct. They got it. They got it. Okay, you, you have to take that information down because me and Fred promised them a few things if they got it correct. Okay. All right, so you know who you are, and um, you're the first one to get it correct. And what we'll do is uh, we'll announce it Monday from Howie's. Let's do that. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Okay, text back, whoever just guessed that, text back. Um, name and contact information. We'll send you a shout out and give you a little two men on prize pack because you got it right. Yep. Congratulations. A Tom Brady. He's forty five. Yes. It's not like we will ever, ever, ever need to put some respect on that man's name. But all this talk the last few weeks, or he's washed up, this is finally it. I've heard this story every year for, what, seven years yes. now? Since he was like, since his late 30s, every single year. is all, You saw that game right there? That's it right there. That's what, that's what Tom Brady is now. He threw for 310 yards, 310-something yards, a touchdown, no picks, almost led his team back couple bad bounces away from a victory. Tom Brady is still Tom Brady. The Buccaneers are still wildly talented. Wait till they get healthy. Wait till that offensive line improves. They'll probably make a trade deadline push for a mover and a shaker. Brady ain't going nowhere. The Bucks ain't going nowhere. Now that this divorce stuff is officially over, that's probably a load off of his shoulders. Yeah. And these He'll are probably the- be- I'm sorry, Van, but these are the slights that he needs to fuel himself. You know, think about it. He's got he's won everything there is to win seven times. He needs a little motivation. He we know that's how he works. These are slights that he's using. And one more thing, I heard someone earlier today on one of the news uh shows, they had the audacity to say he's no longer the greatest quarterback ever. What happened? What? <laughs> yes, I that was verbatim. Did Patrick Mahomes win seven Super Bowls yesterday? Yeah, exactly. What happened? This is ridiculous. But see, this is the it's all hyperbole. Yeah. Hey, and and real talk, man. That's kind of what we do here, right? Right. Like this is the the hyperbole train. This is the overreaction station. Pull on in, choo choo. But look, Tom Brady's still Tom Brady. He can read a defense better than anyone in the history of football. He can enact a game plan with his offensive coordinator better than anyone in the history of football. Even at 45, he has the fastest release of all NFL quarterbacks. He is still Tom Brady. He can still throw 50-yard bombs. He is still Tom Brady. Is he still slow? Yes, he was never fast. Did pick up a first down on his feet last night, though. He's got that going. But look, now that this is finally over, give the Buccaneers a couple weeks to get healthy, and then they'll be right back in the mix. Write it down. Cut this clip. The Bucs are a couple weeks away from being back to 500, a few weeks away from being on a winning streak, and a few weeks away after that of being a playoff contender. Just wait. Yeah, and plus they have the luxury of being in the worst division in football. Yeah. Not only in the worst division in football, 
in the NFC. Yep. No Josh Allen, no Patrick Mahomes, no yep. Justin Herbert, no Lamar Jackson. All you got to do is stop Philly's running quarterback and hope there's not a resurgence of Aaron Rodgers. What else do you have to do to win the NFC? You're right. Brady's the man. Get over it. He'll be back. I'm telling you, this is a redemption story. We're not looking at this in a long enough lens. We're just in the moment. Right. No, you're exactly right. Every time we do this to Brady, guess what happens? The Super Bowl pops up. (laughs) Okay. Now, let's – we both agree – Brady is still Brady. We both agree the Bucks are still talented. We both agree they're about to make a second-half playoff push. Do you agree that he messed up worse than any husband in the history of the world? All off-field stuff, obviously. You have a supermodel, a Brazilian supermodel, a... Hundreds and hundreds of millionaire Brazilian supermodel. Argued to be the worst, uh, the worst, the most beautiful supermodel in the history of the universe. Good mother. She does her weird altar voodoo magic for you before games. How bad can one dude mess up a marriage? Well, when you talk about talk about it like that as a regular guy because we're regular dudes sure we're looking at that like bro what are you doing bruh but when you're tom brady that's like eh. (laughs) it's brady it's brady when we get back we're gonna do an early extra varsity okay okay after after next segment no more tom brady talk i promise Probably. We're going to do an extra bonus varsity of the most likely to end up with each other. We're going to do Brady. We're going to do Giselle. Ooh, I like this. Okay. A bonus varsity. We also got the regular I-9 varsity coming up at 6 o'clock for you tonight. But uh, bonus varsity next segment. Who's going to hook up with Giselle, uh, Giselle and Brady? More sports and sports-adjacent content when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. A little Brady divorce talk got me thinking, so we're going to do a special impromptu I-9 varsity. The varsity of Brady and Giselle's rebounds. Welcome back to Two Men On. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coal Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA, and we do lunch at 66 Diner. The Mondays are for the boys at Howie's Sports Page, and the weekends are for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. All right, Robert, you want to do Giselle first or Tom first? Let's do – let's get – Giselle out of the way. You want to do Giselle first? Yeah. Okay. All right, you and me. I'll go first. Okay, hit me. I'm going to go straight to the top with her. Cristiano okay. Ronaldo. Woo, that's a good one. Okay, that's a good one. 
Come on, man. His pockets are deep. He's flawless. He's chiseled out of the side of an Italian mountain. <laughs> yeah, he is a good-looking dude. He is absolutely loaded. He's the best at his sport, or at least was for his time. Mm-hmm. I think it's a perfect fit. There we go. That might that might not even be the rebound. That might be like the real real right there. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if this is a forever fit, but I think this uh slides right in. Universally beloved. Top of his craft. Around the same age. Mm-hmm. And keeps getting younger as he gets older. Movie star Keanu Reeves. Ooh. That's my first one. John Wick himself. John Wick. All right. She's going to throw her that wick. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't even attempt to say that on there because I know I would have said the wrong thing. All right, who you got next? Next I have actor. Also flawless-looking man. But he might be on the short side, but I still got to go with him. Zach Efron. Oh, good one. Good one. And she gets to – that's a good rebound one because it might not be long-term serious because he's younger than her, a little robbing the cradle action. Yeah, have a little fun. Okay. Get her groove back. And apparently he is swole AF right now. He's playing some wrestler – Mm-hmm. And some dark movie coming up who I don't know anything about. Uh, I believe it's the Von Erics. There it is. That's who it is. Yep. Yeah, he's getting all swole up to look like a Von Erich. All right, I'm playing the numbers here on this one. Okay. Okay. Been with, like, every beautiful person. In between him and Derek Jeter, I've been with, like, every beautiful woman on earth. I'm going to go with Leo. I think Leo Leo has a great shot to show up with Giselle on his arm at his next red carpet. Um, I don't think it's like exactly likely because I don't think he wants to be the rebound in this situation. Right, right. But just just playing the odds, I'm going to go with Leo. Okay, I I got one okay. that'll make the world upset, which means Tom Brady will be upset. But this is right up this guy's alley. Just came off of something kind of weird like that. Pete Davidson. Ah, okay. All right. Speaking of playing playing the odds, man, he's rebound city. He's never lost. That's that's all I got for Giselle. Those are mine. Okay. Uh, I got two more. Okay. All right. And I got one that – I may be projecting here a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, she's had the vanilla. Mm-hmm. Okay. She might want a little chocolate in her diet, oh, brother. Oh, hey, a little sweet tooth. How about a, hit me with some Idris Elba? Is he single? I have no clue, brother. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This is a hypothetical situation. <laughs> this is for us. It doesn't matter. Oh, we my could do God. dead or alive if we wanted to. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And if Tom Brady really, really hurt her, mm-hmm. okay, if he really hurt her and she was on the war path, I got a double answer here. All right. Whoever wins the quarterback controversy in New England, whoever takes the job, Mac Jones or <laughs> Bailey Zappi, 
whoever whoever is the starting quarterback she just elevates. and the protege of Bill Belichick, <laughs> she goes in and swoops him. Yeah. Either Matt Jones or Bailey Zappi. That's all I got for for Giselle. Um, I think the coach Belichick will be very upset at that because he's like, I don't want him to be home. I want him to be out here on the field. <laughs> well, you said date, so she's not trying to get, find a husband. So, all right, that for sure. Work. Yeah, this that is this is work. rebound. That doesn't. This work. is this is rebound right here. Okay. Yeah. All right. You want to go to Brady? Right, you want to go first on go first on Tom? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go to a family of of very high profile women, but I'm not gonna go to the one you think I'm gonna say. Cause okay, Brady's 45. He wants that old thing back. He wants to you know get his groove back. I'm gonna say number one, Kendall sure. Jenner. Kendall Jenner. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Got to let the world know he still got it. That's a good one. He still got it. He could swoop in. Yeah. I mean, with all that, all that work she's got on her face, Tom actually might look younger right now. Exactly. And she has her own money. She, she got more than Tom by this <laughs> point, right? I think so. I think isn't she a billionaire? I want to say she's a billionaire. I, I remember I, I reading that so. somewhere. That's right up his hopefully alley. Hopefully she doesn't say a bunch of – maybe hopefully she doesn't say a bunch of anti-Semitic comments <laughs> and then lose all of her money too. <laughs> all right. You know Tom likes things south of the border. So my next two answers are from south of the border. He obviously loves hot blondes. He loves South American women. He loves successful women. How about a little Shakira action? Ooh, and she needs someone in her corner right about now. Uh-oh, what did Shakira do? Oh, you know, she's got a couple little tax problems, bro. She's looking at <gasps> some time. She's oh, looking at some no. time. Yeah, she's looking at some time. Oh, you so, so her hips didn't do her taxes, obviously. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> they never lie. No, not even on taxes. Okay, who you got next? Next, I'm going to go to the modeling world. I don't know if you know who this is. You should Google her really quick. Anybody else that's listening who doesn't know? Adriana Lima. You mother. That was going to be my next one. Are you for real? Yeah, I swear to God. I'll, I'll, send you, I'll send you a picture of my list right now. Adriana Lima. Boy. Right, well, I get to cross that one out. Hey, back in the day. I would have taken Adriana Lima over Giselle every time. Mm -hmm. Adriana Lima over Tyra every time. Yeah, yeah, Adriana yeah. Lima over everybody in that generation of models. Bad woman. See, that was going to be my answer for multiple reasons. Obviously, uh -huh, look at her. Mm -hmm. Secondarily, South American. Secondarily, uh, a, a co-worker of hers. A lot of time with her. So maybe Adriana's got some some beef with Giselle too, yeah. and then they could form like Voltron and have all this pity breakup sex together, mm -hmm. and uh, you know both both knock it off, both knock it off their list. All right. So since you stole Adriana Lima for me, I will go straight to my next answer, and I will freestyle a last answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So this girl. Um, I wouldn't say superstar, but you know she's a star actress, a minus lister probably. Okay, and she has a lot of experience handling a quarterback. I'm gonna go with actress 
Hayden Penitieri. Oh, that is definitely you – know that definitely wouldn't have been on my radar, but I see where you're going with that. Yeah, she knows how to handle a quarterback. She's got a lot of experience. It'd be a natural fit, a good rebound. I don't see them being together forever. All right, who hmm. else you got? Okay, this one, since she loves women from other countries, I'm not going to go south of the border. I'm going away to Israel. Ooh. She played Wonder Woman. Oh, and she she's just excellent, she's excellent. just gorgeous to me. I don't even I'm not I might mess up her name. Is it is it Gal Gadot? There you go. Close enough. Oh yeah, they that look, come on man. Tell me that's not a great couple. Dude, I I gotta close this screen with pictures of Adriana Lima on it. She is <laughs> so distracting. I'm trying to friggin' work here. <laughs> All right, I'll throw in a last one. Uh this one is probably me just uh, going default mode. Mm-hmm. I'll just go Scarlett Johansson. Hey, you can't go wrong with that. Nope, cannot go wrong there. You can't go wrong. Cannot go wrong there. See, that's okay. what I'm saying. Think if you had the problems Tom Brady has right now. Sure. Are, well, like, are... are they really problems? Are they really problems? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you spent thirteen. You spent 13 years with the woman. You probably just love her dearly. You wanted to cement your legacy and your craft. You thought you had a few more years, but you, little did you know, your voodoo witch doctor of a wife set an ultimatum, and you didn't believe her, and now look what happens. <laughs> look what happens, Larry. Do you see what happens, Larry? Do you see what happens, Larry? From friend of the show, Craig, Kate Beckinsale is his addiction. He said Hayden Penitary is a reach. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going with the quarterback angle. I thought it yeah, was intelligent. Yeah, yeah, I see what you did with it. Okay, when we get back, uh, more sports and sports adjacent talk. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Oh, I could feel this. Got a little bop going on right here. John Lopez, real estate, Cowell Banker, Legacy Mobile Studio, i.e. my podcast studio in my extra bedroom. Welcome back to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. We got a quick hitter for you real quick before we get back to the top of the hour. Uh, next segment, Phillies fan and Mr. Everything at New Mexico United, David Carl joins us to debate whether it's going to be a sweep or not. I'm sure he has different views than I do. <laughs> First, Robert, I want to hit on a little story that's been catching some steam the last couple weeks, especially the last couple days, that all NF- NFL fields should be grass. That's right. You see, I mean, you could ex- extrapolate the data which I am not going to do personally. But you can see that there are way more injuries on turf. It's unarguably not as safe. Uh, it's not as safe to fall and hit your helmet on the ground, et cetera, et cetera. Everyone knows that. Is now the time to take the next step up in player safety and make the whole NFL grass. <clears throat> Outspoken, triple crown winner, Cooper Cup thinks so. Cooper Cup says today 
that all NFL fields should be played on grass. All NFL games should be played on grass. And I know who agrees with them, Robert. Who was that? Josh Gordon. Because <laughs> he loved playing games on grass. That's the only reason he wasn't an NFL superstar and continued to be one of the best receivers in the league because they didn't let him play on grass. That grass. <laughs> Are we talking about different things right now? Uh, we might. We might. Okay. But the thing is. But with, I, I agree with him. No, I agree as Go well. Go ahead. I agree as well because, you know, I was looking here. I was like, I was trying to figure out how many stadiums actually have turf. 14 of the 30 do. But I like what Cooper Cup is saying. But I also looked here. Okay, he tore his ACL in 2018. But guess what it was on? <laughs> Natural grass. <laughs> Sure, sure. But the numbers do show that turf is way worse, especially when it's non-contact injuries and stuff, than it is for grass. I agree with them, but there's a little problem there. And obviously every single NFL game profits millions Mm -hmm. of dollars for the team. And quite often these teams re-sod their fields every single game. So it would be an absolute logistical nightmare for some of these dome teams right. to have to resod their friggin' field. Because I know not everyone out there is a horticulturist, but grass needs water and sun to grow. Mm-hmm. There are domes in the NFL. This is going to pose a logistical nightmare for some teams. So next offseason, when the Players Association says, hey, this is our big talking point, you got to do this for player safety, blah, blah, blah. And the way the media is treating you know, concussions and injuries right now, the NFL is going to be forced to make more and more adjustments to the way the game is played. And one of them will probably be grass in every NFL stadium but I'm telling you it's going to pose a problem there's it's they're going to take some time to have to work it out you're going to have some busy greenskeepers I like the idea Cooper Cup thanks for speaking up for your fellow players but this is going to be very hard to do they have speaking to do of it, very hard to do they have to do it they got to do it if not now soon yep Speaking of hard to do, it's going to be very hard next segment for me to convince all Philly sports fan David Carl that his Phillies are going to get swept. We're going to start World Series talk at the top of the hour when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. 501 on your clock if you're just sitting down in your car congratulations you made it through another week we are proud of you my dudes congratulations little echo in the ear here robert you're listening to two men on we're live from the john lopez real estate and Cowell banker legacy mobile studio we're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA, and we have lunch at the 66 Diner. Mondays for the boys at Howie's Sports Page, corner of Tramway at Montgomery, and the weekends 
As for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's vodka. I um, I've had a few hot toddies over the last couple days. Uh, I'm gonna, they're gonna get mad at me right now because I haven't had any of their special, uh, released barrel aged bourbon, which is which is coming out uh, any minute now. But I haven't had any Teller vodka to help me take away the pain of this ugly, ugly Corvids that I got. That's gonna take you over right there. That's what you need. I had, I've been having some brown liquor. Uh, you know, I'm of Irish descent, so I've had a little. Irish whiskey hot toddy to help ease the pain of the evening over mm-hmm. this battle with old Uncle Corvid, right. which I have won. I'm still testing positive, but here I am working. I'm out in these streets, brother. I'm in the <laughs> trenches. I'm here for your entertainment pleasure. Your entertainment dollar is spent wisely right here with the Toxic Avenger, Van Nunley. <laughs> Back at the studio, Robert Buck D. Gibson and on the Sports Animal Hotline, friend of the show, friend in real life, Phillies superfan, Philadelphia sports superfan, New Mexico United's David Carl. Big week for Philly sports coming up. How are you able to handle yourself, David? Uh, a lot of hot toddies, uh, some brown liquor, uh, and I think uh, everything will everything will be all right, especially when we're uh, lifting a lifting a trophy here in about a week and a half. I'll click them on over. Go ahead again. Go ahead again, David. You got you got me, guys. Yep. Here you are. Yep. There you are. You asked how I'm getting through uh, this this big big week, two weeks in Philadelphia sports. I said some hot toddies, a little bit <laughs> of brown liquor. You know, <laughs> uh, everything will be good when we're lifting a trophy here in about a week and a half. Oh, it's Ooh. way too early for a Super Bowl trophy. Oh, wait, you're talking about baseball? Oh, that is I am talking foolish. about the fighting Philadelphia Phillies, National League champions, and uh, soon-to-be World Series champions. Uh, very much looking forward to that. And uh, Yeah, love, love beating the, uh, the cheaters from Houston as well. Philly sports is going crazy. Your Eagles are undefeated. Your Phillies are in the World Series. I don't know what other sports they play there, probably soccer or hockey or something. I'm assuming they're doing great, too. Like, the is Philadelphia this... Flyers are one of the hottest teams in the Eastern Conference, and the Philadelphia Union of the MLS are in the Eastern Conference Finals. Boom, there you go. We're Wrap it all up together. We're not going to talk about the Sixers. Yeah, I was going to say, Van, don't bring up the 76ers. <laughs> Oh, it's early. You guys got Embiid in the beard. You'll be fine. Yeah, Doc Rivers. That's the problem. Oh, he's been the problem for quite some time. Um, (laughs) Before we jump into our World Series preview with Philly superfan David Carl, let's talk about your New Mexico United. Uh, Tough way to end the season. But the boys turned it on at the end of the season and made it into the playoffs. Can you give us a little recap of the playoffs and then the final push going in? Yeah, absolutely. So it was uh, New Mexico United needed a, a big push toward the end of the regular season to kind of move their way up in the Western Conference, and they and they did exactly that. Over the last five games of the regular season, they went undefeated, including uh, some really great results against the top three teams in the West. They earned the five seed in the Western Conference, played at Sacramento in the first round against four seed Sacramento Republic FC. Uh, ended up falling 2 nothing in that first round of the playoffs. So it was a, a disappointing final match. But, man, the guys showed a lot of grit and a lot of heart to get to that point. Um, and now uh, we're in the process here of, uh, I think, next week we're probably going to start making 
announcements on players for the new season. We're getting right into it. Boom, how exciting. Not a moment off, except for the fact that you just got married and went on a honeymoon. Besides that, no days off for the New Mexico United. You got your focus on next season. What are the big goals for the United next season? Yeah, it's a good question. And, you know, as far as the on-the-field goals, obviously Coach sets those, but he's already talked about, you know, obviously we want to be a postseason team. But something that we've not been able to do in our first four years and something that we're really going to be shooting for next season is hosting. We want to host a playoff game. We want to play, bring playoff soccer, professional playoffs to New Mexico. Um, it's something that we're – that's going to be priority number one or, or near number one. I don't want to speak for, for Coach Prince, but – that's something that's really, really important to these guys um, and something that we're going to – we're not rebuilding, we're reloading. You know, we're doing everything we can to bring in the right players and re- keep the right players and, you know, have the right staff in place to, to lift the title. I mean, that's really what we want to do. We want to lift the trophy here. We want to claim a title for New Mexico because New Mexicans deserve that. Couldn't agree anymore. Uh, we, we love the product on the field. We love the show you guys put on. Uh, we love the merch, but – Reason A, number one, that we love the black and yellow so much is what you do for the community. What goals does the foundation have going forward for the next season and years to come here in Albuquerque? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the biggest things that the foundation does uh, is the academy, right? New Mexico United Academy is, you know, you get some of the top players in New Mexico, top young players in New Mexico. And one of the things that we're really, really proud of is the fact that that's completely free. So no player, if you make the team, you're never going to pay for training or equipment or travel or food or anything like that. Um, and so, you know, our goal is to make sure that we keep that free for every participant and for every participant's family. Uh, the foundation, they fundraise whenever they can. And, um, you know, that's a big part of what they do. But then in addition to that, obviously, we're into the off season now, right? So the academy, they have their playoffs in November and they are, they won their group, their division by a lot. Uh, they are very, very good this year. Last year in their first season, they finished third in the whole country. And I think this team is probably better than last year's team. So that'll be really exciting. Come November, um, they'll be in Tampa for the postseason tournament and uh, hoping to lift the trophy there. Um, but then in addition to that, you know, the foundation, does a lot of really good work in the community where, you know, they're offering free clinics for kids across New Mexico. And then as we get closer to the holiday season, you've got the holiday tour where they go around to all these different parts of New Mexico. They offer a clinic uh, for, for kids in the area. All of this is completely for free, as always. But then they're dropping off, you know, items that the community might need. It could be things as simple as water or toilet paper. But it's always also Christmas gifts, holiday gifts uh, for everybody in the, in that community so it could be soccer balls it could be teddy bears it could be any number of things but the goal is to make sure that everybody has a great holiday season um and that, that they know that their club is is there for them all right and real quick how does the community support uh the united foundation yeah the somos Santos foundation you can uh, you can feel free to donate online if you like it's somos Santos foundation.org um, or come out to any of our events. Like I said, we have clinics all the time. You can go to that same website, SomosMinosFoundation.org, and, and kind of check out the schedule there. Um, and, you know, check out the stuff there and come join us. That, that's the big thing. Come hang out, you know, join the players. A lot of the time we'll have those clinics, and it'll be professional players leading the charge on that. Just come and have a great time with us. That's, that's the thing that you can do that matters the most. Us bring your kids, let them have a great time, and it'll be great. Thanks again for everything that you do for the Albuquerque and New Mexico communities. Really appreciate you guys. Go black and yellow. Somos Unidos. Okay, enough soccer. Let's get to the best sport in the history of the universe. (laughs) 
Major League Baseball. The unlikely Phillies are sneaking their way into the World Series. Uh, an early season prediction from a lot of people. The Phillies were supposed to do better than they did. They had a down middle of the season, barely snuck into the playoffs on the last day, and just in true October fashion, the Phillies powered their way into the World Series. What is the key to the Phillies' run getting this far, David? Yeah, I mean, it does feel kind of like a team of destiny. You know, it's uh, it's really interesting. So, you know, about a month and a half into the season, obviously the Phillies were, you know, 12 games under 500. They fire Joe Girardi. You know, they bring in Rob Thompson as the, you know, the bench coach to be the interim manager. That tag has since been, the interim tag has since been removed. And he signed a new two-year contract on top of that. The players loved him. But as far as on the pitch, on the field, rather, we're not talking soccer anymore, on the field, um, you know, it's, it's been really the home run hitting has been massive. I mean, and that's what you expect with a lineup that has guys like Kyle Schwarber, Reese Hoskins, Bryce Harper. I mean, these guys are home run hitters. But as you mentioned, there was a stretch in the middle of the season where they weren't hitting for power much. They weren't really getting on base much. But that seems to have kind of all been solved at the right time. And uh, it's been great to, you know, we finished third in the NL East, and both of the two teams that are ahead of us are both sitting at home watching us play in the World Series. One of the most unlikely World Series participants and one of the most unlikely uh, National League Championship Series of all time. This is what I love about October baseball and especially the new playoff format. You can get hot at the end of the year and just steamroll through the playoffs. And it doesn't matter if you have the behemoth Dodgers in front of you. It doesn't matter if you have the 100-win New York Mets, the 100-win Atlanta Braves, who have... Uh, without sugarcoating it, dominated you all year. It matters what you do in October, and now the Phillies are on their way to a potential championship. And let me tell you why this scares me from recent history, David, and I'm sure you probably already know this. The Astros have been favored in their last two World Series losses. The Astros are favored in this World Series. Um the last two World Series losses by my beloved Astros were to National League East wildcard teams. What are the Phillies, a National League East wildcard team? People kept referring to the Nationals and the Braves as teams of destiny. People referring to the Phillies as a team of destiny. Is, is this just momentum for these guys, or do you just scrap it all and say, let's look at the matchups? I mean, I don't know if, if the matchups – I mean, it's, it's difficult to the matchups don't matter, right? If you've got Justin Verlander on the mound, it's not going to be easy for the opposition. But with that said, you know, momentum plays a big part in it, man. It, re it really, really does. And, again, when a team feels like – it's not just like the momentum on the field, but when a team feels like they are a team of destiny when you got – you know, Bryce Harper hitting the home run of his life to send the Phillies to the World Series, the most clutch home run I've ever seen. Um, you know, that's kind you, of you must have missed Jordan Alvarez's, so never mind. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna bring a lot of momentum into the World Series, and you know, you, you mentioned you know last season. As much as I hated to see the Braves win the World Series as a Phillies fan, you know they were an 88 win National League East wild card team. As you said, the Phillies are an 87 win National League East wild card team. If the Phillies were to win this World Series, they would have the second longest odds in the history of the World Series to actually win the whole thing. So Houston very heavily favored. If you're just looking at matchups, Houston wins this in a sweep. But if you're just looking at matchups, the Phillies aren't here in the first place.
Yeah, that is absolutely right. Um, Dave, can you hang out with us a little bit longer? I want to talk more World Series after the break. Let's do it. All right, more World Series talk with Phillies superfan David Carl when we get back. Uh, Robert, I'm so sorry I didn't let you chime in at all. I know you see a Phillies and Astros fan going at it here. No, I'm not so you... getting in the middle of this, man. <laughs> <laughs> more World Series talk when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke Cite. We're talking World Series with New Mexico United's David Carl. Of course, you know the boys are powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we have a really cool deal in between New Mexico Pinon Coffee and Locker 505. You know, we had a big donation drive last month, well, actually the last two months, but going forward all the way up until the end of the year, you bring a pack of new socks or new undies to any New Mexico Pinon coffee house location, get 10% off your order. That's just not coffee. That could be beans. That could be merch. That could be coffee mugs. That could be to-go mugs. Whatever you fancy, you get 10% off. You make a donation of new sealed-in package socks or undies and put up a social media post. You get 25% off. And Come see us on Wednesdays at one of our remote locations for New Mexico Pinon Coffee and Locker 505. And the boys will just give, we'll just give you free coffee, which is pretty friggin' sweet as far as I'm concerned. New Mexico United David Carl and Philly Sports Superfan joins us to talk World Series. Uh, I got a very important question. <clears throat> so when Jordan Alvarez in games three and four after hitting what I can only assume will be six or seven home runs in games one and two. Um, when he gets to Philly and he recently trimmed his beard a little bit, but he kind of looks like a big Cuban Santa. Should he be concerned <laughs> that he'll be hit with batteries in Philadelphia? Well, they got a couple things we need to clear up here. Let's, let's be, let's be very clear. <laughs> We never threw batteries at Santa Claus. We threw snowballs at Santa Claus. We threw batteries at Carl Everett. That's an important distinction to be made here. Um, and that Santa Claus had it coming. Um, I think we've talked about it before, but it was just a drunk guy. Did you in see the what he was wearing? Real Santa. Oh, it wasn't the real Santa. No, it wasn't the real Santa Claus. It was some drunk guy who was being drunk in front of kids, so he rightfully got pelted with snowballs. People just like to hate on Philadelphia because it's the greatest city in the world and they're all jealous. You know, you can you guys can all be as jealous as you want, but uh, that Santa had it coming. Okay, s spoken like a true, absolutely misinformed, deluded Philly fan right there. I can't handle this spin. Wait, okay, when fellas. You, hold, when, hold on, when, fellas. I got to ask when, a question. When you, when you leave New Mexico United, there is a future for you at Breitbart Media, David. <laughs> I, am, I am not commenting on that. I'll plead the fifth on that one. I, uh, I'm very happy at New Mexico United, and Philadelphia is the greatest city in the world. Both those things are absolute facts that cannot be debated. Okay, Van, Van Philly, is Philly didn't even fix their bell. <laughs> it's just a bell. Fix it. <laughs> the Liberty Bell is a, is a national treasure. You watch your mouth. <laughs> Robert, you're saying? Do you guys have a bet on this game yet? Not okay. the game, not the game, but the series. All right, we do, and okay. uh, we're using this moment right here. Thank you for the segue. Uh, we have a friendly bet uh, of 
one case of the pride of Pennsylvania for David, Jungling Lager. Did I say that correctly? All right, hold on, hold on. You got to pronounce that right. That's, <laughs> you're, you're just you're being offensive now. It's Yingling. Okay. Yingling. Yingling. Okay, that was that and was not a great, slight. It's the finest lager, the finest lager that's ever been lagered. Okay. Um, the batteries and the bell, those were digs. I didn't say yingling wrong on purpose, I promise. So if the Phillies win, I owe one Philly superfan, David Carl, a case of yingling lager, which I hear is the best east of the Mississippi. And if I win, he owes me a case of Crawford Bach, which is the official beer of Minute Maid Park in the Houston Astros, named after the Crawford boxes, which are on top of the big scoreboard in left field. So David gets a case of Yingling if the Phillies win. I get a case of Crawford Bach if the Astros win. So we do have a little bit riding on this, Robert, to okay. answer your question. Okay. Just make so a sure. Bet, um, i got to say, before we made the wager, I had never heard of Crawford Bach it sounds like a minor league hockey player. I'm going to be honest. Since you know, starting at center, Crawford Bach. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty good. It's it's um kind of thicker than you would like for a baseball beer. It's like a German style Bach, but it is high quality. And if you haven't seen this before, loyal listeners or friends of the show, look up Crawford Bach as the cans and the cases are styled after the Astros classic tequila sunrise jerseys. And the uh, the Yingling case uh, that you can get, some of the cases you can get do have the the uh, throwback Philadelphia script P. You know the maroon one I'm talking about as well. Uh, so yeah, they're they're both definitely baseball beers, and I look forward to. Uh, you're welcome to come on over to the house, Ben, and watch the uh, the World Series parade through South Street on Philly, and we can share some Yingling. <laughs> That's really weird. Why would the Astros have their parade in Philadelphia? You know, just like they had their parade last year, right? <laughs> oh, 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 I love this so much. All right, David, convince me why the Phillies will win the World Series and how many games? Yeah, Team of Destiny, uh, top home run hitting team in the National League and more than the Astros who are in the American League, and they have the best two starters in this uh, in this series as well as the top closer. So that's really all we're going to need. Team of Destiny was all we needed, but I just had a little bit extra on there for you. I'll say, I'll say Phillies in six. Six. Okay, so they win it game six in Houston. That's bold. And, you know, and I'm saying six because there's a, there's a semi-decent chance I might be at that game. Ah, you're hoping out for a little more competition in the beginning of the series so you can go see the game. So let me tell you well, what. Let me, let me tell you, let me tell you my if. plan, actually. So this is pretty brilliant. Obviously, okay. Philadelphia versus Houston, right? Uh, game five, mm -hmm. if there is a game five, will be in Houston on Wednesday night. Game six will be on uh, in Houston on Friday night. The Thursday night in between, Eagles at Texans. So I'm going to the Eagles at Texans game in Houston, and then on Friday I'm going to try and scalp a ticket into game six. Okay, that's a real smart move, mm -hmm. and I might be joining you for either game six or seven if it even lasts that long. Because if they are back in Houston, I was planning on going literally tomorrow to go see a game, but Uncle Corvid had other ideas for old Van here. But 
I'm feeling better. I just don't want to contaminate anybody because I'm a decent human being. But next weekend's a different story. I will be in the clear. I will be back to my fighting weight. I will be ready to rock. But I don't think it's going to last that long. I think the Astros win it in Philadelphia, either a sweep or the Phillies eke out one win just to ruin the perfect 11-0 and for this unstoppable Astros team. The Houston Astros Van, Van, have you, been you, there. You know I love you, right? You know I love you. I consider you a dear friend. You are delusional, my friend. You are absolutely delusional. <laughs> okay, well, let's, let's ask the New York Yankees. Let's ask the Seattle Mariners on how delusional I am. Let's ask the season series against the Phillies how delusional I am. Let's ask the whole American League how delusional I am. <laughs> hey, hey, Buck, the, I got a question for you. What's up? Buck, quick question. Do you remember what happened the last time the Phillies and Astros played? Oh, that's right. We clinched a playoff spot. We won. Uh, and I think it was, oh, Aaron Nola, who's on the mound tonight, who got, what, nine strikeouts in that game and absolutely shut you guys down. Yeah, that was fun. Let's do that again tonight. Playing our scrubs because we already had it locked down. Uh, I love the excuses. They're okay. already starting. We haven't even done the first pitch. It's beautiful. I feel hey, uh, the heat. Just, uh, one, okay. one thing that I think is really important to remember, um, you know, we will be bringing our own trash cans this time, so you're not the only ones who can cheat. Um, and, uh, yeah, can't wait to, to see you guys home. And, again, looking forward to the England. <laughs> I'm really excited for you. Uh, I'm going to get you some yingling no matter what because you're going to need to drown your sorrows after this sweep. Look, David, the Astros have the best starting pitching. I agree the Phillies have a great one-two punch, but it falls off after that. The Astros are deeper in starting pitching. They're deeper in middle relievers, who used to be excellent starters throughout this season. <coughs> Excuse me. Deeper bullpen, better boppers in the lineup, and they got a whole team of been-there-done-that guys. And the only player who hasn't been there before is rookie shortstop Jeremy Pena who just won the American League Championship MVP. Justin Verlander is hungry. Of all the World Series he's played in, he's never had a W next to his name. Speaking of never having a W, Dusty Baker has coached mm. more games than any coach ever and never won a World Series. Dusty are, Baker. You trying, are you trying to sell me on you guys winning because you've got a lot of perennial losers right now? <laughs> I mean, come on. Justin Verlander's never won a game. Therefore, we're going to win the series. Come on, Dusty Baker. He's 104 years old and never won a World Series. Therefore, we're going to win. You're better than that, man. Come on. Well, I think the, the loyal listeners need more reasons besides Mattress Mac and Alex Bregman to root for the Astros. And I'm going to give you some. Dusty Baker invented the high five. How oh many high God. fives have you given in your life? Every high five you've ever had with your friends and family, uh, every perfect little that you've ever heard, that palm to palm. Wait, wait, wait. Was that, was that you hitting a trash can? <laughs> every perfect high five you ever have has been because of Dusty Baker. Put some respect on that man's name. Let's get him a trophy. And, oh, okay. So you don't want super sweet old men to win World Series. I guess you hate people with cancer, too, because that's what Astros have is cancer survivor Trey Mancini on their team. 
who beat cancer to come back and play MLB baseball. Now he's lucky enough to get out of the loser Baltimore Oriole organization and play for a winner and get to the top of the mountain. So his comeback is finally complete at the end of game four in Philadelphia when the Houston Astros sweep the Phillies. Man, I'm really Sound looking good? forward to the phone call. This is all over. This is going to be great. <laughs> I am going to be uh, merciless. Uh, I'm going to just – I'm probably going to – we need to do a live stream. I'll come into the studio so I can just chug those zinglings right on stream. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's sad. Again, using using the idea that you guys are made up of perennial losers as some sort of justification with the thought that you could actually win this thing is not only pathetic, I'm just worried about your mental health. I think Corvid's <laughs> really taken a toll on you. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, I, it has I guys for multiple reasons. Season and and again, enjoy enjoy the parade down South Street. <laughs> there is no South Street in Houston. That's correct. Exactly, you figured it out. Well done. That's that Texas education right there. <laughs> World Series prognosticator and battery slinger, New Mexico United's David Carl. Thank you so much for joining the program, my friend. Man, Buck, appreciate you guys always. Go Phils. I need this to go to game seven. I know that much. I need more of this. <laughs> hey, I'm putting my heart on the line this next week and a half for you, Albuquerque. It's going to be rough. It's going to be emotional. But when we're back on the air Monday, the Astros are going to be up 2 nothing with two dominant wins in their home stadium. I'm so excited to watch it. We're 30 short minutes away from the World Series. A little more baseball talk when we get back. Then it's all football and baseball updates the rest of the program. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Oh, here we go again with this song. I am a big saxophone guy. I'm not going to lie. I like a nice saxophone or trombone or trumpet and basically an overwhelming majority of my songs. You do? What's the what's the appeal? Just a little bit of a little bit of soul, a little bit of heart in mm-hmm. there. Got gotcha. you. Them them brass instruments, man, they really bring it, you know, like a you said like a normal little hip hop song, and then oh my god! In the interlude, here comes a trumpet. Yeah. Ooh, where can this possibly go from here? Yeah. Speaking of where can it go from here, it can only go up for one Jose Carlos Altuve of the nickname Tuve, and or my preferred Mighty Mouse. The worst thirty-two at bat stretch in his career. And his team won all seven games. That is if the epitome. They turn on. That's the epitome of riding coattails. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Perennial All-Star and MVP candidate, the coattail riding Jose Altuve, has gone three for thirty-two. This playoffs. That is a. Zero, excuse me, point zero nine four batting average. Threw in a couple walks for a point one seven one on base percentage. That is awful. He is the leadoff hitter. Robert, perhaps do you know what the number one job of the leadoff hitter is? 
Uh, to hit, get on base. To get on get base, on base. <laughs> get for, on base for your good hitters to knock him around yeah. and eventually in. He has done nothing. This guy has been an MVP of playoff series before. He has had end of the game heroics before, and he is your leadoff hitter. If I'm Dusty Baker, this is my hardest decision going into the World Series. Do I scoot him back in the lineup? Do I tell him to change his approach? Or do I do what I'm assuming Dusty Baker is going to do and realize we won seven games without this guy? Just throw your hands up and say, go get him, Tiger. What would you do with Jose Altuve if you've won seven games and you got to start this World Series match? He's got to sit down, Van. For me, he has got to sit down. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We can't take any chance of Philadelphia winning a game. That's how, that's how I would put it. How do you see it, though? Okay. The way I see it is is you get him one-on-one in a closed room. Maybe you put, like, a nice sweater around his shoulders, make him feel comfy, like like a little half hug, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe cross the sweater, the arms of the sweater over his chest. Then you put a little mirror next to him. And you okay. say, Jose, here's a letter. I want you to look into the mirror. I want you to read this. And Jose Altuve looks into the mirror, and he says, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. Because mm-hmm. the Astros need Jose Altuve if they're going to beat the Phillies in the World Series. I'll say all day that the Astros are the best team in every facet of the lineup, every piece of the game. The Astros are better, except for not having Bryce Harper on their team. Besides that, every single piece of the game, the Astros are favorites. They're overwhelming favorites in every point of the game. They need Jose Altuve to right the ship and right the ship tonight. Not only sometime tonight, in his very first at-bat in the bottom of the first inning. Because there's no way Dusty Baker sits him. I don't care how cold you are. You're the heartbeat of the team. You can't do it without him. I just can't believe this type of non-production is next to his name, man. I'm so used to this guy just – I'm so used to hating him because he's so good. Now it's like, do something. Like, you hit him with a stick. Like, do something. Like, what are you doing out here? I'm not yeah, used to dude, I'm I'm not used to him something. just just being on the team and not being the driving force on the team. Career postseason averages, batting average two sixty eight, on base three forty four, and then slugging is friggin' over five hundred. He has twenty three postseason home runs. This is insane that a guy this good who's been here over and over and over again, just falls off the face of the earth when his team has never been playing better. I want to talk a little bit about the pitching matchups 
uh, when we get back. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Cowell Banker Legacy Mobile Studio as Van still got to the Corvids at his house. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA, and we do lunch and a milkshake at 66 Diner. Monday's for the boys at Howie Sports Page. The weekend's for Teller's Vodka, New Mexico Vodka. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Robert, hold on, bro, hold on. I'm not ready to go. I'm putting up an Instagram post of Alex Bregman walking up to Minute Maid Park in an Albuquerque's Dukes jersey. You heard that right. Sweet. Game one of the World Series, Albuquerque's own Alex Bregman is repping the Dukes walking into the stadium game one. Hey, thanks for that pick, by the way. We're sharing it to our Instagram right now. Yes. Or not right now. i got to do some radio. Next commercial break, I'm sharing the picture. I need that jersey. I've been saying that. I need some Dukes gear. I need to, I need to get in gear and get some Dukes gear. You have a single drop of Dukes gear, my man? Not one. I am you have, tripping. You have one of the most impressive jersey collections I've ever seen in my life. You don't have a single Dukes jersey? No, I'm tripping, man. I'm, I'm, I need to get it together. All right, man. We're going to change that ASAP. I need a new one, too. I only got one. It's a little, it's a little tattered. Actually, I bought it when I when I was a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, your boy wasn't always like skinny. I used to be a little beefier, and I got some like old football and baseball jerseys that like fit me like a child. Like mm-hmm. you just throw a beach towel on top of a child. That's what some of my old clothes fit like. <laughs> I've gotten a little more svelte over the years. Yeah, my old Duke's jersey. Shoot, I'll look at it. It might, it might fit you, actually. Well, uh, speaking of, I don't know if you heard, as of Monday, I'm, I'm getting back in the gym, bro. I'm giving myself, I give myself two months to lose about 30 pounds. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm back at it. I, nice, I, I baby. Sh- I shifted some things around in my life. Now I have time to get back on it. You'll see. You going to start your days at the YMCA with the boys, Robert? There you go. Now you're talking. Hey, the boys, we push the meter a little bit at the YMCA. Like we, we, get some, we get some people out. We've had a bunch of memberships because, you know, we're such loyal supporters of the YMCA and everything they do. But if you start telling people to join the YMCA with the pull one Robert Butt D. Gibson has, that place is going to be <laughs> rocking in the morning, baby. Yes, sir. Hey, are you going to do dry January with me? Whoa, hold up, man. So as every year, every <laughs> one step at a time here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You say, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Every year since we started the program, we've done sober October. Okay. But this month, I mean, thank God we didn't do it anyway, because I got COVID anyways. But we're just too busy this month. I'm selling my house. We got all kinds of other stuff. There's no way to really do it. So instead of doing sober October this year, we're doing dry January. And when I say we, probably just me, but I'll be going hard throughout November and December. I'll be like slowly ramping up, and then we are going hard every morning at the YMCA and every afternoon at Evolve Strong Fitness. Mm -hmm. OG, day one, friend of the show, Evolve Strong. We'll be doing hot yoga classes, exercise classes, personal training, uh, 
um, hit classes, all doing that at Evolve. And then, of course, as always, we'll be starting our days at the YMCA. Uh, almost back to the top of the hour, but I want to hear your thoughts, Robert, on the way you think the World Series is going to play out, which, by the way, the World Series, Philadelphia Phillies visiting the Houston Astros, starts in 10 short minutes. So put us on your phone, put us in your earbuds, put us on your radio, and then put that television on mute and watch the game with us. It's easy for me to say, hey, Houston's going to win four-game sweep. But I don't think it's going to go that way. I think Philly is so hungry, not even just the team. I'm, I'm talking about the city, the fans, that atmosphere. If they can get one game out of Houston, it's going to be a series. So I really think this is going to go six or seven. It's going to go six or seven. I know I said sweet, but – you know, when you look at it, I think this series is going to have everything. You're going to have high-scoring games. You're going to have pitching duels. And I think it's really going to go six or seven. Um, but I will say I do have Houston winning. Yeah, obviously I do as well as a baseball dork and an Astros fan. I really want the sweep to happen. Because it's never happened in a three-round series where one team sweeps their whole way through the playoffs. Ah. It'd be unprecedented. It'd be really cool like for the history of the baseball. You, you got this one time that it happened. Like the Astros redemption tour, five years away from the cheating scandal. And I'm going to say the MLB cheating scandal, not the Astros cheating scandal. Because we all know they fell on the sword for all of your other favorite teams and turned into the bad guy for penance for the whole MLB. Just like Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, and Barry Bonds fell on the sword mm -hmm. for the steroid generation. Even though that was also MLB's problem. They did nothing about it. They did nothing about the cheating. But here we are five years later from the cheating scandal. And guess what's happened since the cheating scandal? The Houston Astros have been in the American League Championship Series every single year. They've been to the World Series twice, although they got L's hung up on them. I think this is the year they win the World Series, they close the chapter on the cheating scandal, and everybody's like, crap, they're good every year. I can't blame this on cheating anymore. They got a great front office. They got a great scouting department they got great player development their players love playing there they love the atmosphere maybe this is a really good team and they're just not cheating every year this is a year they do it i would like to see a sweep but i'd also like to see it go back to houston so i could possibly attend <laughs> selfish reasons i was waiting on it yep <laughs> see altuve needs to get back to cheating i think that's the problem that's why he's well, in see, his rut Okay, well, quit poking the bear because Altuve <laughs> is the – him and Josh Reddick are the only ones that actually didn't cheat. When we get back, we're talking NFL weekend, and we'll be giving you updates from the game as it goes. I got a few quick hitters, a little side quest, a few side stories to hit you with too. But we're talking NFL football all last hour, and we'll give you some highlights from the game one of the World Series. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the – Sports Animal. Phillies fans are going to be listening to a lot of music like this in about three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Game one 
of the World Series. Serio del Mundo. In three short minutes, Justin Verlander pitches for my good guys, everyone else's bad guys, the Houston Astros, against one of the Nola brothers, Aaron Nola, who's had a great season. Yeah, he has. This is a dominant matchup right here. Like, First guy to blink. Uh, I see a low-scoring game, but I see the Astros edging it out. Let's call it 4-2 to two Astros today. Mm. I would like to see them tack on some more and the bats come out hot, but I know how stingy of a pitcher Aaron Nola is. We'll be giving you updates from the game as it is less than two minutes away. Stoked for this, but we're going to pivot from America's pastime to the gridiron we're gonna talk some football you ready to do your pickums and predictions let's go starting 730 mountain the london game russell wilson man and the denver cookers i guess they're visiting the Jaguars in London. Jaguars' names on the bottom. Yep. Jaguars are there every year, so they're practically the home team. Um, I have no trust in Russell Wilson at all. I have no belief in the Broncos' skill players with Russell Wilson at the helm. But then again, I said the upstart Jaguars were going to be. Hold on, did I say that right? Jag Jaguar, Jaguar, Jag Jag Jaguar, Jag Jaguar. Anyways, the Jacksonville team, Jaguars, I think, they've let me down all year, too, and so has Sunshine. So for me, this is a don't-bet-on-it game. I'm not throwing any money on this one. This is a coin flip. Jaguars played in London a lot. Been there, done that. I got the Jags. Who do you got, Robert? I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go the Jags. And for this reason and this reason only, Broncos players are upset still at Russell Wilson for what he did on that airplane, and they're going to quit on him. I see a lot of sacks. see a lot of turnovers. Jaguars win big. Big. Ooh, I like that one. I mm -hmm. think they're going to win in a close one, but I think the Jaguars still got enough to turn it around. Regardless, I will be a Trevor Lawrence apologist. I'll stand on top of the Sandias and say he's got the goods. He knows what to do. He can do. He can make any throw on the field. He's got wheels. He can read defenses. He'll be a great quarterback in years to come. Tua is back. Mm -hmm. They looked pretty good last week. Um, when I say pretty good, I mean ever so slightly above average. Did everything he needed to do not to lose. But they face the Detroit Lions at home. Detroit Lions get Swift back. But I still don't think it's enough. I got the Dolphins in a close one. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say there's gonna be a lot of points scored in the second half. I think the Lions are gonna get their early season scoring back. They're gonna get the ball in playmakers' hands. Now that Swift is back, the defense can't focus on St. Brown like they were. Lions move the ball, but not enough to beat the Dolphins. Who do you got? I'm gonna go with the home team. I'm going with Detroit. Woo. I'm going with Detroit. Swift is gonna have a good game, but I think the man of the game will be. Hutchinson, man, defensive end. I think he's going to go off. 
Tua <laughs> might get a little banged up. I'm not saying he's going to get carted off the field, but he's going to get. This is going to be the game that he comes back and he's like, "Oh man, they out there hitting." I'm going to go with the Lions in a close one. Okay, I, I don't, I don't dislike that pick. Um, I think the Dolphins just have a better makeup. I think they have better skill players. I think they're better all the way around. And with the the games that they lost when they lost to, uh, they got a lot of making out, making up to do. So give me the Dolphins in a close one, in a high scoring close one. Mm. Bet the over. Yeah, the Lions' scoring woes are over now that they're healthy. They're back. First pitch of the World Series coming at you right now. And that will be a strike in the top of the zone. Justin Verlander facing big Kyle Schwarber, who led the National League in home runs. He's been doing some bopping in the playoffs. So he hasn't mm-hmm. put in a lot of balls in play. Next, we got the Panthers, who just demolished the Buccaneers last week. Shock Go to world. Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, shocked everybody. Didn't shock Giselle, but everyone else except for Giselle is pretty shocking, too. They go down to Atlanta. Which Atlanta team shows up? Because if the Panthers do what they did last week, sorry, Atlanta. Your little Cinderella story is about to be over. Who do you got? Give me ATL at home. I don't think the Panthers are going to be what they were on the road this week. I got I got ATL winning this, but it's not going to be a blowout or anything because this is a divisional game. They're playing in ATL. I'm going with the home team. Mariota ekes one out. Kyle Schwarber hits a foul ball about 450 feet. 0-2 count, still first batter. I like the Falcons. I don't know what their problem is, how they can't get the friggin' ball to Kyle Pitts. This guy is insanely talented. He's the highest drafted tight end in the history of the sport. What are you doing? You got to figure out, you got to game plan ways to get the ball in this guy's hand over and over and over again. Let him get his sea legs, let him make plays, and unleash this monster that is Kyle Pitts. Whether they have Kyle Pitts or not, I still see the Falcons doing enough to win at home. Falcons, uh, continue their success i gotta say just just piggybacking off of what you just said you know who you can blame for that for pitts not getting the the, the receptions calvin ridley blame him that's Ooh, why that's good why point he wants to go good and bet point. he wants to go betting and stuff and now he's got to sit down and they're like we don't need to guard anyone else cordero patterson's hurt ridley's out we're not gonna let you throw it to pitts all game yeah, I think you nailed it there, man. That would have taken so much pressure off of it. Six pitch at bat already, still 2-2. Mm. Top of the first, nobody out. Still Verlander versus Schwerber battling. Which Cardinals team shows up? They finally got D-Hop back, but they lose Hollywood. So one of the best one-two receiver duos in the league never got to play together for a single week. You're going to have to wait at least a month. Beautiful curveball on the inside corner by Verlander. Schwarber goes down. D-Hop and Hollywood Brown together. I was like, hey, the Cardinals are going to be 500, maybe a little below 500 until they get D-Hop back. Then watch out. But the week before, Hollywood goes down. So they're going to have the same problems. 
All you got to do is double team D Hop. Can Kyler Murray? I mean, they also got James Conner back this week, but can Kyler Murray make enough plays to keep this close against the Vikings in Minnesota? I'm going with the road team on this. I like what I saw out of the Cardinals' defense last week, and I think it's going to you know help them out this week. Plus, the Vikings, they really haven't played anyone. I got this as an upset because I think the Vikings are the favorite. I'm going to go on with the Cardinals in a close game. Uh, I would take the Cardinals to beat the spread, but I think the Vikings do what they need to do at home to take care of the Cardinals. <clears throat> I picked the Cardinals to go to the playoffs. I knew they'd have a slow start. I mean, I, I, everything was in the cards <laughs> hey. for them to have a slow start. But I didn't think they would be this bad at moving the ball, even with weapons hurt, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's going to take a couple more weeks for the Cardinals to get rolling. I see the Cardinals making a late-season push, especially with everyone in the in, uh, NFC West battling around 500. Cardinals can make a late-season push and, and win that division and or sneak into the playoffs. Not this week. Minnesota takes care of Biz Nass. The Chicago Bears, who just put one on the Patriots, surprised the hell out of me, go to the Cooper Rushless Cowboys in Dallas. They didn't do much with Dak either last week. Mm -hmm. Can the offense get rolling and do enough to get this uh, all-of-a-sudden hot Bears team off of their back? No. No? No. All Cowboys? This is all Cowboys. Just because that defense... Like, they're special. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I know football when I see it. That Cowboys defense, they're about to make Justin Fields' life horrible. I, I have this one as a blowout. Cowboys keep rolling because they have to. The Eagles aren't losing anytime soon, and, and the Giants are looking legitimate. So I got the Cowboys winning this one in a blowout. You know, I, I don't even have to say anything. I agree with you completely on every front. The Cowboys defense is just too good. Uh, they're going to make Justin Fields look foolish. Look, I'm sure he's going to bust out a couple runs. I'm sure he's going to scramble, make a couple long plays. But all in all, the Bears cannot move the ball consistently on Cowboys defense. I see the Cowboys with a relatively easy win. Cowboys defense is the truth. They are. They're like legitimately good top to bottom. If they stay healthy throughout the year, they don't need to have like an elite offense mm -hmm. to win a bunch of games. Plus, they have the good fortune of being in the NFC on a down year for everyone except for the Eagles. So watch out for the Cowboys. Uh, my crush, my hero, Tom Brady Jr., the ginger, <laughs> the ginger savior of the Cowboys franchise, did enough to keep them in contention, and now they gave the keys to the Porsche back to Dak. I'm sure it'll take him a couple weeks to warm up. JT Realmuto lines out to right fielder Kyle Tucker. That's the end of the first inning. One, two, three inning for Justin Verlander. Watch out for the Cowboys is all I'm saying. Their defense is good enough to beat just about anybody. Yep. The who are we this week? Las Vegas Raiders go to New Orleans. I'll tell you what. Let's go to break real quick. Yeah. Um, and let's hit this when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. Yeah, brother. 
We rocking now, brother. <laughs> Bottom of the first. Phillies pitcher Aaron Nola strikes out Jose Altuve. Surprise, surprise. His playoff woes continue. 1-2 count. Jeremy Pena holds back. 2-2 two, two, evens it up. Still the bottom of the first, first game of the 2022 World Series. The Las Vegas Raiders. Go into New Orleans. Try to redeem their season after this horrible start. Mm -hmm. I got the Raiders easily in this one. Saints don't even know which average quarterback they want to start <laughs> famous Jameis Winston or my ginger brother Andy Dalton Jeremy Pena gets called out on which was obviously a ball two outs bottom of the first Jordan Alvarez steps to the plate I got the Raiders. I do. I got the Raiders winning this game, just like you said, going away. <laughs> Saints are a mess, top to bottom. The Raiders are in the, they're in the the pocket of their schedule now, where they can catch up with some wins. Pains me to say it, Josh Jacobs looks great. The run game looks great. The Raiders are winning this, double digits. I agree completely. I think the Raiders are going to cruise the next. Five weeks, maybe? So they got the Saints, mm -hmm. and, you know, it's hard to win in the NFL on the road. I'm going to give them that. I think the Raiders are better than the Saints in every facet of the game. They're better than they've been showing. Uh, next week they got the Jags. My upstart Jaguars are not playing. Hold on. Jag Jaguar? Jaguar? <laughs> Jaguar. Jaguar. They're not playing as well as I thought they'd be. I think that's going to be another win for the Raiders. Boom. Back at home against the disappointing Colts. Yep. Yeah, that's going to be another win for the Raiders. Then they go to Denver. That's a dub. And I think if the Broncos don't magically turn it around in the next couple weeks, that's going to be another win for the Raiders. And then they go to Seattle. And I'm not sure what Seattle team is going to be there in the next five weeks. Is this Seattle team for real? Is Geno Smith for real? The eye test looks legit. So, I mean, this is possibly a five-win stretch for yep. the Raiders yep. before they play your Chargers. Yeah, I, I've, I see it the same way. They can be back in it. I'm looking at them to be 7-4 and four by the time we play that second game against them. The coward Aaron Nola of the Philadelphia Phillies walks Jordan Alvarez, but little did he know future World Series MVP – Albuquerque's own Alex Bregman steps up to the plate. I'm so stoked for this. There's Alex Bregman bobbleheads as far as the eye can see. This is a beautiful thing. So we both got the Raiders winning easy. Yep. Another easy one is this next game. Sorry, Steeler Nation, it's not your year. Not happening. Neither of your quarterbacks can keep up with these other NFL defenses. Terribly sorry. Um, Eagles cruise, right? Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Eagles cruise. I, don't, I didn't see the spread on this one. Let me look up the spread 
on this guy. Because I would say get the Eagles and buy up points. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, well, I don't know. There's a a little kink in the armor there. Hold up. T.J. Watt's talking about he might come back and play this week. Well, the Steelers have only won one game without T.J. Watt on the field. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't see Philly losing this. I don't think it's going to even be close. Uh, it's Philly minus eleven. Ooh. So I would advise you yeah. to buy up. Yeah. Oh, Bregman just got underneath one. Hits a towering pop fly to third base. Oh man, he's like a quarter inch away from hitting that over the left field fence. All tied up after one. No runs, no hits, no errors for both teams. Top of the second coming up next. I would say buy Philly up to minus 16 and a half. I think Philadelphia is going to mm-hmm. dominate going to dominate the Steelers. And there's an extra element to this cuz they're rivals. They're in-state rivals. Yes. So there is more motivation to just beat the hell out of them <laughs> and represent your little corner of the state. So I got Eagles winning super easy in this one. Agreed. I think that's the sentiment. Now here's an interesting one for me, because I don't know who the Patriots are this year. One week, Bill Belichick has this genius game plan where they run the ball down your throat, split out their two wide, uh, their two tight ends, run a really fun offense, and next week – they get dominated by the Bears. I don't know who the Patriots are. I don't think the Patriots know who they are. But I think the Jets know who they are. And they're a team that wants to play their asses off for their fan base. And the Jets are at home. They got some momentum. They got some swagger. They believe in themselves. And this has been a problem for the Patriots even during Tom Brady's years, mm-hmm. the Jets would always steal games from the Patriots. Now that the Jets are probably better up and down than the Patriots, I'm going to see it's going to be a close game, but I will take the Jets over New England. Who you got, Robert? I can't do it. Nope. I cannot do it. I you was can't re- do it? Nope. I was reading somewhere. The Jets are 0-12 currently versus the Patriots. It's got to be on 13, man. Only because this game just looks like, hey, the Jets are going to win. And I bet you they're probably a favorite. Just going off of the record, Jets are 5-2. and two. Uh, Patriots have a losing record. Um, They're at home, but it's still Belichick, man. I don't see the Patriots losing two in a row. That's the only thing that's keeping me from going with the Jets. I have the Patriots winning and a tight one. Well, even though the Jets are 5-2, and two, the New England Patriots are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Ah, see? Vegas knows something that I don't know. Maybe the Jets are just paper tigers, and New England's a real team, and they'll eventually emerge throughout the year. But New England being two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road, that puts them at like five, five-and-a-half-point favorites at home. So that's a pretty strong indication from Vegas. But still, just something about that swag of the Jets. There's something about them. You know, they did lose 
<clears throat> their stud rookie running back, but they replaced him immediately with James Robinson. Of course, he doesn't know the playbook. I think that might sway it the Patriots' way. Mm -hmm. But I don't trust either of the Patriots' quarterbacks against the Jets' secondary and against Sauce Gardner. I think the uh, Jets are going to force a couple turnovers against the Patriots. It's going to be a close game, but give me the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 baby. Two powerhouse matchups here, and I'm not talking about the NFL. I'm talking about one, Justin Verlander going up against Bryce Harper, and Justin Ooh. Verlander has him down 0-2, first batter in the top of the first. Next game on the docket. Tennessee Titans travel to Houston. Houston has played a couple tough games. They've kept a couple blowouts closer than they're supposed to, but I don't see them doing anything against that Titans defense. The running game is just going to eat away the clock. Mm -hmm. Texans aren't going to have to run enough plays to get a big play, squeeze in a little luck. Tennessee in a clock-eating, close-scoring game is what I got. Who you got? Same thing, man. I'm seeing Tennessee. You know, they had a rocky start. Now they're four and two. They're going to five and two, man. They they're taking over that division. Every we thought that was going to be one of the competitive divisions, but now we're looking at it with the Colts, where the ja the, the way the uh, uh, Jags are. It's just like ah, uh, that's their division to win. Then you got Houston. Easy victory, like you said. I I think uh, the running game is going to eat up a lot of the clock. Perfectly placed fastball high and outside by Justin Verlander. Bryce Harper swings through it for the strikeout. Nick Castellanos up next to bat. The, oh, my God, I did not see this coming. New York Giants go to Seattle to play the, oh, my God, I did not see this coming. Seattle Seahawks. Um, this is going to sound crazy, Robert. This is the only game, this is the only matchup all weekend. Yep. Nick Castellanos hits a pop-up to shallow right, two dead, top of the second. This is the only matchup all weekend in between teams mm -hmm. who both have winning records, and it's the friggin' Giants and the Seahawks. Help this make sense to me, Robert. I know. Now, okay. Record-wise, this should be the game of the week <laughs> until you see the it's name crazy. of the teams. And you're like, nah, it's bro. crazy. Nah, bro. I ain't, I'm not even watching this game. But it might be a good game because it's hard for me to pick who will be the winner. But that just shows you how the NFL is this year. It's the only game, like you said. I said it the other day. Only game. Both teams are over 500, which is crazy to me. Again, I really don't know. I don't got enough data. I say this all the time. I don't got enough data on either of these teams to really know who they are yet. Seattle's at home. You know how hard it is to play in Seattle. Uh, New York Giants, I think they're due for a stinker. Um, this is a game that I wouldn't bet on if I was a handicapper. I wouldn't take it either way. But this is, this is a feel pick here. I just got Seattle winning at home. I think it's going to be a close, hard-fought battle. Um, to me, <clears throat> the difference is Seattle's running game. Uh, mm. Geno Smith does, is not making big mistakes. He looks crisp on his throws. He's hitting people in space. 
I think it's pretty smart what they're doing with Geno Smith's limitations. And surprise, surprise, it's kind of what they did with Russell Wilson anyways, except for a, a few bombs here and there. But the offense isn't that different in between Russell Wilson and Geno Smith. Um, there's no DK Metcalf, and there won't be a DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. But they got some other weapons. And look, I'm all in on Kenneth Walker the third. Seattle's running back. That kid is a stud. He led all of friggin' college football in rushing just a year ago. Not much of an injury history. He learned the playbook. They let him loose. Back-to-back 100-yard games. The kid is the truth. Give me Seattle at home. I can't do it. The G-Men again? The G-Men look like a team of destiny. Now, I'm not talking about them winning a Super Bowl or anything, but just having a great season building on what they have with that young core, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley is in his contract year. That's why he's running crazy. I don't think Seattle has anything to stop that. Now, if DK was playing, I would pick Seattle. They're at home. But I really think Geno's going to have to throw the ball a little bit. And without DK, it's going to be a little tougher. Giants are playing great defense. They're running the ball great. I'm going to go with the Giants in a tough one. I, you know, I, I believe in this kid, Kenneth, Wal- Kenneth Walker. I'll, I'll beat it into the ground. I'll say it again and again and again. I think he is going to be the next hot thing in the NFL. I think he's got the skill set to do whatever it takes. And look, Giants are 6-1. and one. People keep getting it wrong every single week. Close games every single week. The Giants do what they need to do down the stretch in the fourth quarter every single week. But Vegas is with me. Seahawks is a three-point, are a three-point favorite at home. I think eating away the clock, the running game is the difference. Both running games are going to be at the forefront of this match. Consider a low-scoring game. Uh, 44 and a half is the over-under. I like Seattle and the under. Something ugly like 1916, 1815, something like that. Give me Seattle in a close one. More NFL talk, more World Series updates when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. World Series update, Albuquerque. Leading off the bottom of the second, Kyle, us Astros fans call him Ted Tucker, it's a solo dong in the right field. Astros are up 2-1, bottom of the second. Following Tucker, Yuli Gurriel, the first baseman, hits a single in the left field. Stroh's got something cooking, bottom of the second. More NFL talk coming the rest of the program, 505-246-0610. Hit us on the Sports Animal Hotline, and if you got hot takes, we will put you on. With hey, us guys. now. Thanks for taking my call. Wayne, welcome to the program, my friend. What you thinking, my dude? Um, I was talking, thinking about the NFL. First of all, as a Cowboys fan, and when the Cowboys beat the Giants, people were saying it's just the Giants; they're a horrible team. But now it's just Cooper winning, Rush. Now the Giants get a bunch of credit. So, did the Cowboys beat a good team, or did they just not get the credit they deserve still? And then, so, but also though, I think the way the NFL is set up now, like there's so many new coaches trying new stuff with new players. 
that they're not going you're going to see a lot of bad football and the only team that's really going to do well hence the reason why the Giants are doing well is defense right is how what defense is going to overcome some of these uh, bad coaching and inadequacies in some of these teams so I think the best way to kind of you're going to see any team that who defense steps up and they have a good decent 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 offense that can just manage the, the team is going to end up going to the Super Bowl. I think that's why the Cowboys are doing so well, but they had three turnovers against the Eagles uh, and eventually lost that game. So I think we're going to see the way this NFL season looks right now. The only team that's really going to win is a sustainable offense that's okay and a defense that really steps up. So I think even even any I mean look at the Bills the way they kind of handled the Chiefs. They, I mean, they stopped their defense, their offense a little bit enough just to slow them down and win the game. So I think that's how we're going to see this this season pan out is whatever defense steps up the most and wins because it, it, these coaches are horrible, trying way too much stuff and trying to change identities of these quarterbacks and not playing to the skills and the strengths of these athletes. But that's just my take, guys. You guys have your day. Uh, yeah, thanks for that, Wayne. And uh, I couldn't agree with you any more. You know, historically in the NFL, in the playoffs, defense wins championships, right? You know, your old school, your Ravens, your Bears, your Niners, those kind of teams. But in the new version, the new incantation of what the NFL is and what the NFL is becoming more and more, you have to be able to score points. But with that being said, you got to do both, right? Yeah. Like I you saw the 49ers – came into that Kansas City game, and I think this is the perfect um, illustration of Wayne's point here, but the 49ers came into that Chiefs game with the number one defense in all of football, and the Chiefs rung up 44 on them. So is it offense or defense, or is it this beautiful balanced combination of both? And I think you saw the combination of both against the exact same Chiefs who put it on the Niners, but the Bills were able to rein in that powerful offense and do just enough to win. I want to address the first question he asked about the Cowboys, um, if they beat a good team or not. No, they definitely beat a good team. The Giants are a yes. good team. That, that record, you can't get lucky that many times in a row. Um, I, may, I may throw up my hands. Uh, Chaz McCormick hit a jam shot single over the second baseman's head. First and third, one out here in the bottom of the second. Dallas did beat a good team. You yeah. can't be, you can't get lucky seven weeks in a row. Exactly. You can't do that in the NFL. They won games, and they won games the way their coaching staff drew them up. You can't say anymore that the Giants aren't a good team. How do I, do I think they stack up well? against the top teams in the league? No, I do not. And I think they will be exposed throughout the rest of the season. But they're definitely a good team. The Cowboys beat a good team, and the Cowboys are a good team. If the Cowboys are able to have really good offensive line play and give uh, Zeke and Pollard a chance to run the ball, if they could run the ball, that opens up things for Dak Prescott. I think the Giants are going to have a top five, top three defense throughout the whole rest of the year. But my question, the giant question mark in Dallas, is can these guys who have been this core foundation, and usually, Robert, you know, 
throughout the history of football, you got a good team that's played together for three, four, five years. They get progressively better, mm -hmm. and you have not seen the Cowboys' offense get progressively better. Well, okay, this is another thing I wanted to say also. I think we are seeing great defense. Dallas has a great defense. There's great defenses across the league, but we're not seeing great quarterback play like we're used to. I kind of said it yesterday. Um, because maybe it, it's injuries and then the greats are getting old. Um, I think that's something we need to take consideration as well. There's a lot of injuries to big-name guys that are that's happening right now. And we, we don't really talk about it because we're like next man up, but that still does have a big impact on the quality of football that we're seeing. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. It happens every year. Like, people forget, and we talk about this a lot on this program we're talking football – People forget how much parity there is in football. There's risers and fallers every single year. You cannot reasonably expect the same playoff teams to repeat every single year. It just doesn't happen in the NFL whatsoever. Uh, when we get back, we'll wrap up. We'll do some quick hitters for the rest of the NFL picks, and I'll give you an update on World Series Game 1. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the Sports Animal. Bottom of the second just wrapped. Kyle Tucker's solo home run. Then a series of singles, one by nine-hole hitter and catcher Martin El Machete Maldonado. Astros up 2 nothing. Jose Altuve is now 3 for 34 these playoffs. He just hit into a double play to end the rally Astros up 2-0 after two all right quick hitters let's wrap up the NFL weekend okay uh commanders going to Indy to play the Colts Colts got a basically rookie quarterback commanders also playing with their backup I trust Taylor Heineke over I do Sam Ellinger that's literally the only difference in this game uh, I got Commanders eking out a close one. Yeah, it's probably going to be the worst game to look at <laughs> on Sunday. I'm going to go with the Commanders yeah. as well, just because Heineke used to be a starter. Ellinger, they're just throwing him out there just to see if anything sticks on the wall. Yeah. Anything except for Ryan is mm -hmm. their mantra right now. Yep. <clears throat> Two teams trying to figure it out. Two teams at the beginning of the year we thought were going to be Super Bowl contenders. The Niners travel to L.A. to take on the Rams. Who do you got, Robert? All right, man. This one's hard. Yes. But I'm going to go with the 49ers only because Garoppolo will make less mistakes than Matt Stafford. I'm going to go with the 49ers winning a close one. I agree as well. I got the Niners winning a close one. Uh, the Rams can move the ball. But the Niners can cause a lot of turnovers. I see, just like you said, Stafford turning the ball over more than Garoppolo. The Niners are just now learning how to use their shiny new weapon, Christian McCaffrey. I see them deploying him more. Niners win in a close one. <coughs> Sunday night game, which at the beginning of the year, I'd be like, oh, my God, I can't wait for this one. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a great matchup. I don't know who my Green Bay Packers are. They can run the ball. They can play defense. But quarterback play, wide receiver play is uh, kind of tanking their season right now. I mean, I got 
Aaron Rodgers can be the MVP superstar whenever the hell he wants. Is it going to be this week? Uh, the odds say no. I think the Bills are going to win in pretty easy fashion. Packers get some garbage time points in the fourth quarter, make it interesting, but the Bills cruise in this one. I'm calling Buffalo Bills. I'm going to call them the Buffalo Bubba Sparks Bills that night because it's going to get ugly. Okay. <laughs> it's about to get ugly, bro. Okay. Only because Buffalo, they, I feel like, you know, they're a young team. They know they're explosive, and they want Allen to be the man, and no way – to do it better than national TV with the man who's been the man since he's became in the league as a starter. Packers are going to get smoked, bro. I don't – this is going to be bad. This, look, may, this may look like how they made the Steelers look. I, I feel Vegas, it. Vegas agrees with you. It is hard being a Packers fan since I was a, a, a young children – Never in my fandom have I seen, not that I can remember from Brett Favre, and definitely not that I can remember from Aaron Rodgers, that they are 11-point dogs. This is weird to see. Yeah. An Aaron Rodgers-led Green Bay Packers team being 11-point dogs. This blows my friggin' mind. Never in his career has he ever been a double-digit double, double digit dog like this, and they're going to hit it, too. I, they're going to hit it yeah, and go I far mean, beyond yeesh. it. Yeesh. Yeah, man. I know Aaron Rodgers does not want to get embarrassed on primetime. It's a great record on primetime. He steps up when the bright the lights are the brightest. <laughs> not in the postseason, but during the regular season. He really steps up during primetime games. Uh, on to Monday. And this is the game of the week for me, baby. Yeah. Not be not because of the play on the field, because we are going to rage at the page on Halloween. That's right. Monday night football with the boys at Howie's. We're gonna dress up. We're gonna get loose. And uh the Bengals are gonna just beat the hell out of Cleveland. You think so? I do. I would have said this is an easy victory for the Bengals especially the way Jamar Chase has been clicking. It's still a rivalry game, man. Well, bad news, my friend. Jamar Chase is out for a I, month with I, a hip. I, I know. And that's why I'm going with the Browns. I think oh they're, they're, they're going to run the ball a lot, and they're going to play great defense. I'm going with Cleveland at home with the upset. Okay. I mean, we were due for one upset this week, right? Yeah. I think we kind of almost all of us picked the favorites, and the only ones we didn't pick favorites was a coin flip. Um, I think Cincinnati's on their way up. They figured it out finally. They've been beating the hell out of the people. Um, the Bengals have the best receiving core in all of football. Mm -hmm. I think even without Jamar Chase, they still, with uh, Higgins and Boyd, Still got one of the best in the league. So I don't think their offense is going to be impacted that much at all. Alex Bregman, smooth play, 5-3 to three for the putout. Two outs in the top of the third. Eight up, eight down for Verlander so far. Oh, I don't think Cincinnati actually needs Jamar Chase to have a dominant win over Cleveland. I think they're better 
at every aspect of the game except for running back. Nick Chubb is a dude. Mm -hmm. Nick Chubb will get his. Nick Chubb will eat away the clock. Joe Burrow won't have as many chances because of Nick Chubb, but since he still wins this one easy, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going undefeated in my Pick'em League this week and finally win one. I got a little bit of I, – I won the Pick'em League the last two years, so – I got some. Uh, I distanced myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Beginning of the year didn't go as well as I would have liked, but I'm going to play catch up the rest of the year, and it's going to start this week. As I'm going to win all the friggin' games this week. Oh, Bet that. okay. I got, I got receipts. I'm going to go do some parlays tomorrow. Or actually, hell, I still got COVID. I'm going to have to have somebody run and put in some parlays for me. Five zero five two four six zero six ten. If you put in parlays for me. Uh, you can have my picks, uh, and I'll buy you one. So uh, hit me up in the next 10 minutes. I'll make arrangements. <laughs> <laughs> Hell of a program today. Oh, yeah. Verlander has nine-hole hitter Brandon Marsh down 0-2. Looks like Verlander's about to go nine up, nine down Uh-oh. in his first three innings. I don't want to say it. Th- I'm not going to say thanks it. Thanks to New Mexico. Hey, don't say it until the sixth inning. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks to new mexico united and Phillies super fan david carl for joining us always a pleasure love the hell out of that guy love the hell out of everything new mexico united does for the community beautiful curveball on the outside corner freezes brandon marsh nine up nine down for verlander uh shout out to caller wayne with his nfl hot takes appreciate that Thanks to all the texters. Thank you for the warm welcome back. Yeah. I appreciate you, friend of the show. And thank you so much, Robert Buck D. Gibson. Have fun with your kiddo this weekend. Absolutely. Be safe. And uh, we'll see you at Howie's on Monday. You're going to be at Howie's, yeah? We're going to get loose, brother. Yeah? Oh, you already know, man. I already, got, I already got my top. Don't get COVID. Yes, don't get COVID. <laughs> I got I got to get my bottoms from you, though, for for the uh, – Yeah, I got I yeah. got all the bottoms yeah. for our outfits at the house. I'll be getting them to you all as soon as possible. I expect a negative test tomorrow and Sunday or Sunday and Monday. I can't wait to rage at the page and get loose on Halloween. Um, have a fun weekend. Be safe. Support local sports. Support Alex Bregman. Go Astros. <laughs> Check out the opening drive first thing Monday morning for your weekend recap. Check out the opening drive. Jeff, JJ, and A. Marie. We love you so much, Albuquerque. Have fun on Halloween. Be safe. Take care of your neighbors. And we'll see you on Monday.